No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and welcome again to Adventure Mind. I am Joshua Loya, aka Joshua the Jedi, the aspiring servant warrior. And as always, adventure is a state of mind. How you live it is up to you. I got Jeff Mata, all around badass, and uh, specifically jiu- fellow jujitsu practitioner and adventurer. And recently, uh, surfing again. Uh, so what's up, brother? How you doing? What's going on, brother? Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, definitely, dude. So you and I have known each other for like 10 years. Uh, Just about, they're, yeah. they're Thereabouts. What's crazy, we both live in San Diego County. We've known each other for 10 years, and we've trained together a grand total of one time. One, uh, hey, so. it, was one, it was one. It was dope. One exhilarating role. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> And well, and you had that you had that sick uh, butterfly guard going. I wasn't passing it for nothing. So, but you know, uh, I, I got a few tricks up my my uh, my sleeve. But dude, you're you're killing it in uh, in BJJ competitions over the last couple of years. You know, I try. I, I really am trying. It, it gets a little bit tougher as you get into the higher belts. I'm a brown belt now, for sure. But again, it's not going to stop me from competing. I actually just. I just put a post out. I got a notification on Facebook for Worlds 2016, I believe. I think that's when I was a, okay. a purple belt over at Long yeah, Beach. Yeah. And it just kind of threw a little bit more gas on on that fire. Of I just can't wait to start competing again once this whole Rona thing is it's finished, you know. For real, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of private tournaments. I think uh, Jeff Glover had a private right. invitation thing or whatever. But uh, what's so? Just in case it's not obvious, if you haven't looked at the show notes yet, and you just listen to the audio. Uh, Jeff, like me, is is also uh, he reads in the dark. He's another blind athlete, and you know that's you know that's relevant to his story. I would actually like to get into that after a minute because um, yeah. you have a, a kind of a gnarly story there. But um, so you got the Brett. Brown belt and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. You obviously have been doing that for a long time. Uh, you've def- you've done a bunch of judo competition. I think you got your brown belt there too. Yes. And uh, I mean, you're darn close to getting that Jiu Jitsu black belt. Kind of in a weird funk, not having uh, some limitations in your training options these days. But get that yeah. uh, get that color change around your waist at some point. I I you know I believe so, and I I hear it all the time. People definitely say that I should be a black belt, but again. You're not a black belt until you're a black belt, right? You're not a black belt until you're a black belt. And here's the gnarly thing. like, So for those of you who are listening who don't train, because I'm sure we got some people who aren't martial artists that are that are listening, you never want to get promoted too soon. <laughs> yeah. Get, and especially in jiu-jitsu. Like, like, I, honestly, think, but like, I, I, I think, though, that it's always too soon. You're, you're never ready. You never feel like, well, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, as, a, like, as far as karate ready. goes, like when I got right. my, you know, when I felt like a, a first degree black belt in karate, when I got my second degree black belt, so, like, <laughs> so you, know I, you know exactly how it is. Fully, you know? fully. And because uh, I know when I, when I, when I was a white belt, I got my blue belt. I said, nah, I'm not ready for this. And then started competing, started winning. And then I got my purple belt and I'm like, I'm not ready for this. And you know, it's just a, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> It, it took me like two years into into being a, a a blue belt to feel like I was a blue belt in, in jujitsu, like like solid two years. Like legit, yeah, yeah. Which was funny though, because like I was a white belt for like three years. So, I mean, sometimes that's the way of it. But different uh, different professors promote people at different. You know, some people hold their uh, their guys back for a little while just to kind of make sure they're ready. 
you know? Right, what, right. What was your experience when you're, because you used to train with Pablo up there at uh, SDBJJ. Pa- Paulo, yeah. Pa- uh, Paulo, so, sorry. I yeah, was saying no. it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> world, fo- world famous guy has been around forever. You right, know? right, right. <laughs> Don't uh, get to me, bro. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I was training with Paulo Fernando over at San Diego Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. That's actually where I started my whole Jiu-Jitsu and Judo career. And training with him... And the guys there, it was definitely a good foundation. There's some savages over at that gym, dude. Yeah, a lot. I mean, especially in the when I first started and back in uh, 2012, I mean, there were guys that were just beating us up, and it's not like that anymore. But I, I definitely feel that my basic foundational jujitsu was was really really. Um, focus there and and i was able to to understand why we were doing certain things as opposed to just learning new things every week and got really deep into the to the whys as well as the what's exactly exactly yeah, and that's a huge. lot of times it's, yeah exactly a lot of times in martial arts in general a lot of times you want to know why are we doing this you know and uh, for example today i was teaching a private today um in my garage and it was a guy that just started and i said hey we do this this exercise called a shrimp and obviously you know the shrimp is when we're bridging and we're shrimping out and i had him doing it and he's thinking to himself i'm sure he was thinking to himself like what the hell am i doing this for and i say all right now that you kind of feel the Mm -hmm. the movement the positioning I want you to come here and I want you to put me inside control. So I kind of put him there. He didn't really know how to do it. And sure, I said, he's new. Yeah, he's new. Exactly. And I said, now watch. What were we doing? We we're shrimping, right? And then I just did a, a easy shrimp and yep. just replaced my guard. And he had this little moment of clarity. Like, like oh, okay. That's exactly what we're doing. I thought... You know, he's thinking he's probably breakdancing or something. On, on you know, it's funny, dude. Like, there's, there's a there's a lot of overlap. Like, some of the sickest uh, people I've trained with are dancers. Like, yeah, like, yeah, this, dude. You know? Dude, there's this one chick that I that I've rolled with before. She's uh, yeah. been at it a long time. She's a uh, what uh, kind of dancing does she do? Uh, she does. <laughs> she uh, she does. She does like full on like like uh, choreography, choreography, and yeah, like, yeah, or like uh, hip hop I mean, dancing or something. Yeah, she does. Or... I mean, she's been in productions and stuff, so she's like a legit dancer. That's um, cool. And her flexibility is. Whoa! Is that your leg or your <laughs> your arm? Like what? Because like I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll like I'll try to pass her guard, and then she'll yeah. she'll reach her leg around and. All of a sudden, I'm being triangled, and I'm like, "How the heck did this even happen?" I don't, you know. So it's, it's so amazing. there's an overlap between dancing yeah. and, and and grappling for sure. It's it's so amazing on the flexibility of some people. It's just ridiculous, and everything that you're trying to do, you're doing you're doing right, yet it's not working. It just gets very very frustrating. <laughs> but uh, the funny thing is, I was rolling with this guy from AOJ from Honor Jiu Jitsu. Right, he was, he was uh, one of their brown belts, and. I, he, he told me something that actually resonated in my mind. And he was talking to, I believe it was Guy, Guy Mendez. Okay. And he was saying, you know, so how do you pass this person or, you know, that's so flexible? And what he yep. said to him was, well, if you stretch them out and take away the flexibility, mm-hmm. then you won't have that problem. Yep. And that really, really 
um, just kind of resonated and, and sat and sat in my mind for a minute because I I do have trouble. You, you with take these, away their advantage is, right, is kind of the right. point. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and and I'm sure that you've seen it before, or you know you felt it before. Yep. Th- these these flexible people that can just like invert and throw their legs over their head and just all yep. this crazy, all this yep. craziness is just it, it's just like what. You know? so, so one of the things it's funny too, like like sometimes you got a really big guy who just wants to toss you around. Right. You just stay in super tight. You don't let him use the, his size to his advantage. You know. I mean, there's, there's, it's oversimplification for sure, but, but it sounds like, uh, sounds like that's the way of it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, so like you got this, you got this private, you kind of, you kind of teaching now. Teaching, How long you been yeah, teaching? teaching mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, now I would say I was, you I was started when you were about a purple, right? When I was about a purple belt. Yeah. Cause yeah. I bought mats. I bought mats from, uh, from my sensei Apollo for down. Right. And I right. was like, uh, you know, it, it'll be nice to have mats at my in my garage, and all of a sudden, people started hitting me up and, and, yeah. and contacting me and saying, "Hey, you know, would you mind teaching me or, or rolling with me or trying to help me out with a technique privately?" And I said, "Yeah, whatever." You know, and I didn't really think much of it. I yep. didn't think I, I could I could get paid for it. Let alone, <laughs> let alone hold it and and yeah. actually think of some sort of some sort of curriculum or or a way of teaching people. And all of a sudden, another person gives me a call. Another person wants to train with me, and and there you have it, you know. But again, like I said earlier, training over at SCBJJ, it really taught me the fundamentals. And then from there, I was able to kind of branch out and do some fancy things here and there but honestly if you watch my matches i'm pretty old school i i, I like to say just very very tight yep. a lot of pressure very slow I, I like how you threw in the like the 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 the, the, jiu- the uh brazilian accent in there even though you're not brazilian <laughs> <laughs> pressure i will fasten the guard <laughs> move to <the> hippie <laughs> yeah so I I I, re- I really feel that um, I I, I love I love that school. I miss I miss those guys because I actually uh, unfortunately I I switched down to San Diego because I just couldn't make it up there anymore. I graduated from college because I was going to college up by the academy. Yeah, you were at Cal State San Marcos, right yeah. where his his uh, his gym right, is. Right where yeah. his gym is. Yeah, up in San Marcos. And I mean, I love I I love the guy. I love all the guys there. I have nothing bad to say about them and uh, whenever i can get up there on an open mat and roll with the guys uh, i uh you know I'll, i always take my chances because those guys are really really good and yeah. and just really really um just like a family family setting type of type of uh uh community there and you want that man like if you're gonna go in like like for for I don't know. I feel like, especially when you're training hard like that, you know, like jujitsu is like simulated death, right? You like you, you kill each other, and then afterwards you yeah. you, you give each other a hug and, and you know whatever. But like, right. you know, like you want you don't want to be rolling with guys on the regular that are like you're wondering, are they really trying to mess me up? You know, like so having that kind of where they're trying to kill you. But when the right. when the round is over, they'll they'll go have a beer with you or whatever afterwards. Yeah. You know? No. No. Totally. 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 I, I, and, and 
right now I'm training at Poway Jiu-Jitsu. It's a Bear Ishida affiliate. And sometimes I'll go down to the arena and train with, with those guys down there. And, and same thing, you know, everyone's super tight knit. We, we love just shooting, shooting the crap with each other afterwards. And again, it's just a, a way of spending the time together because a lot of times people are going there for an outlet, you know, Uh, you know, people are married, they have children, life hit them with the left hook, wherever the case may be. And these guys and these girls that that get up on the mat, you know, they just want an outlet and fully and what better outlet than to be able to choke people out and smash, smash and pass. Right. See, fully, fully. You, you, now you're talking about life giving you a left hook, so nice little segue there. So before you I got into uh, to grappling, and you know we haven't even touched on the judo thing. We'll circle back eventually, eventually there. But uh, you used to be a boxer, and that actually plays yeah, I in was, like a real big part of your story as far as the blindness side of things. Definitely, definitely. I mean, so I started boxing when I was 17, and did a lot of a lot of amateur training, and and I loved it. I loved the sport. I, I I really loved the training behind it. And I I honestly believe it was just a transition because in middle school and high school I was a I was a wrestler. And yeah. and then from so from there I found oh man, I, I really like this kind of independent one on one thing, but then you're part of a team. You know? Yeah. But but you're able to get on the mats and show show, you know, somebody or try, I guess, try to test your techniques and your skill and your skill set against someone that's been training either longer than and you. And they're not helping you. you do it. They're, they're they, actively exactly. trying to stop you from, from doing the thing you've been training for months or years to do. Right, right. So, so then I transitioned into boxing and found just real good success in everything going on. And again, I used to dance. So the footwork was... It was easy for me, you know what I mean. I'm learning and new things you, about you every day. I didn't even know you were a dancer, bro. Only, only when I have my dancing shoes on, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but, but that was that was a, a a huge, huge part of my life was just training. And, and I grew up with the family that owned the gym, so it, it was it was fun because I had access to the gym at all times, and I could I can train whenever I wanted to. But with all that training and the blows to my head and from sparring and, and, and competing and doing things in that in the boxing realm, yeah. I got a retinal detachment in my left eye. And uh, uh, I, I guess after I found out that, oh, man, my, my vision's kind of kind of messed up, I went to get it checked and the doctor's saw that the retina was becoming detached. So they went in with an emergency surgery. They fixed it. They put, they, 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 uh, they placed the retina back in place and it was good to go, but I still lived that lifestyle. I still trained. I was, I still, did they tell you you weren't that, Hey, you keep boxing, you're going to lose it or what? what, what yeah. They yeah. They said, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't train anymore. Um, Telling somebody they shouldn't train anymore to somebody who's in it. That's like the worst thing you could possibly hear. It sucks, man. It sucks. It really, it really did suck, you know? And, you know, I was young, dumb and full of fun. 
<laughs> yeah. uh, nice little sanitization a, there. <laughs> and it was just, it was just something that I thought to myself, no, man, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to keep boxing. And sure enough, the inevitability happened and boom, lights out, lights out. Did it happen in like, from like an actual fight? Cause I, I, no, was it, it, it more was, just like it was a training more thing? of like the training thing. Uh, and, and because of the way that the recovery went, because the retina was attached and it was yep. working with corrective lenses, you know. And, oh, you didn't realize how bad uh, it was, I guess. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really like, realize yeah. how bad it was. And then um, later on, years later, all of a sudden, I I literally got like a, um, how, how would I explain it? It was almost as if I can only see half of what was in front of me from like the midpoint of of your vision to the bottom. Right. So if I looked up, if I looked up, I could see see the whole picture. Oh, okay. I got you. But if I looked straight, I could only see half from like the midpoint to, to the bottom of my eye. You know what I mean? And I, and right then and there, I said, Oh crap. I think my retina (laughs) just got detached again. You know what I mean? And in my head, I I was like, Oh, I'm going to get it fixed. It's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and went to the doctors. They checked it. They said, yep, your retina is detached. So we were scrambling around to find a surgeon to help with getting it reattached. And they went in, did the surgery, but the scar tissue was just too overwhelmingly crazy you know and it was pulling the it was just pulling the retina back it was off. just a matter of time by that point that you were going to lose it exactly so yeah. that was april 18 2008 so i literally had my 12 year anniversary about a month or so ago and now obviously i've i've it hasn't stopped you dude it. you're it like ha- yeah. doing all kinds of crazy stuff you know dude like- that's it, it, it's yeah it's so nuts you know what i mean it's it's freaking nuts because you would never think you would never think that with something that happened to anyone that traumatic yep. where one sense was I'm taken away. Giant transition. Giant it, transition. It really was. Yep. I mean, for you, I, I you know, I, I, I remember you said that with you you had some eye problems, but then like the real kicker was when you were yeah, I was some, like fifteen. Some, so yeah. like I had no martial arts training. I've always been interested in martial arts and people I'll I'll be brief because it's not like people haven't heard my story before that are on the listening, but right. like you know, I, I never had perfect eyesight growing up and then you know they got to the point where they're like, all right, well, you know, we don't want you running, lifting weights, you know, you we don't want you you know, straining yourself in the bathroom. It was just, it was just yeah. like nothing. Just everything. Yeah. And then of course, you know, like we tell a fifteen year old <laughs> kid to calm down. I mean, shoot, yeah. I was skateboarding, I wasn't supposed to be at the time anyway. So like of course, I crank up some Pantera as loud as it'll go, having right. no martial arts training at all, uh, except for like two weeks at like a Taekwondo workshop when I was like 10, right. you know, and uh, fully pop myself in my good eye with a pair of nunchucks, Damn. you know, so like that's that's my story, but it's it, it's like the transition's always a challenge, you know, like, uh, shoot, man, like we got some people, you know, slowly lining up to be guests on here too, I mean, because we're not going to just interview uh people in an adaptive situation but i got a couple people that i want to have on as guests dude one of them has like one arm 
right. and, you know, from, from being a veteran and having an early, th- you know, there's, there's things that happen and, and, and you can't control what, what, uh, happens to you, but you can absolutely control your response to it, you know? And that's something you talk about a lot, dude. Yeah, so. totally. Totally. I mean, it's all about mindset. It really, it truly is all about mindset. And I was, I always like to, to look into it. I love to research it. And just yep. being able to tr- to train your mind to think a different way because we are inherently just drawn to the negative. I mean, you look at the media, you look at social yep. social media, you look at just anything in in any aspect of our life, and we are just so drawn to the negative for some reason. I have no idea why, but we just are. And it comes down to 80% of our thoughts, yep. and we have about 45 thoughts a minute. Are negative and the other twenty percent are positive. So, it's hard to to keep a good focus for stuff if that's what you're feeding your mind. You know, right? Just exactly. On those, and, and then and then and then you you think about it. What are you feeding your mind? What what yeah. are you watching? What are you what are you uh, uh, involved in? Let I me mean, keep scrolling through. Facebook, because somebody's going to make me feel better. Right, right, and and you'll know somebody. <laughs> and I'm, 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 so, I'm so guilty of that, dude. Like, I'll, <laughs> I lost an hour the other day. I was just scrolling through, and I and I, I it was like two thirty, and I look, check the time again. I'm like, dude, it's four o'clock. What the heck? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. You know what I mean? And and our mind love the the that monkey mind loves to just jamble around and all these little things that that serve you no purpose. So I talk about mindset a lot, obviously a lot. I'm, I'm always trying to motivate myself to. Yep. Jeff to, does speak by the way. So we'll make sure to get a, a link up there right, for people to get right. in touch with you. Yeah. And, and, and one thing is that I found out that when I shifted my mindset, especially after losing my eyesight, yep. all of a sudden things started to happen. Because I remember change. talking to you, real like honestly, you when I started talking, you you were barely you you were still kind of figuring the whole blindness thing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, was, and, was... and, and then like I talked to you a couple years later, you know, because we barely just connected. I think uh, maybe I spoke my DOR counselor or whatever yeah, wanted me to do yeah. a tech value for you or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and uh, I talked to you two years later after you had gotten uh, into your jujitsu training and, and judo and stuff, and I'm like. Dude, your whole the way you conducted and communicated was day and night difference. Like, I, you, yeah, you, yeah, like it was really trippy no, to hear. And like, I, I honestly feel that. Yeah, and I honestly feel that judo and jujitsu. When I found that new passion, it yep. literally helped me change that lifestyle because I was partying, I was just drinking excessively, using drugs, and just trying to numb myself. Because of this new abnormal or this, this a new scary, way of life. Scary new adjustment for sure. Yeah, because the doctor told me I wasn't going to be able to see again. And that is freaking crushing to somebody that was was really, really driven, was, was punctual, was assertive, was very goal-oriented. And everything yep. that I've achieved up until that point – was literally stripped away from me, so of course I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be depressed, and I'm gonna feel sorry about myself and suicidal, suicidal, and you know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm sure, and some of the listeners could could identify 
with it because right. again with with how life how with how life treats you it was never supposed to be easy but damn come on give give a brother like, a break <laughs> for real for real so so uh like um, one of the crazy things though is that like not only are you you know cuz ju- I just want to make sure people fully grasp this so a lot of people are like oh you're a blind guy you do jujitsu you're grappling you know but and you do judo of course you're fighting blind guys only right no dude you're you're slaughtering guys who can see fully right you know and so you're you're not about making things easy for you obviously um i mean do they make i mean i know but i'm gonna ask i'm gonna pretend to be aloof uh Right. Do they make right. any adjustments, you know, when you when you fight? I mean, I definitely like as far as judo, you can maybe start with grips or whatever. Judo, you got grips. Yeah. For judo, you get grips. IJF, they're they're pretty good about that. In jiu-jitsu, they actually give the opponent the option to give the blind or visually impaired player. <laughs> and once they hear that they're fighting you, they're like, no. <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him throw that guy on his head? <laughs> no, dude, it's like full yeah. on like you get the grips, you're halfway there. Like, yeah, he's a judo guy too. He's gonna uchi mod in my you know, into right. unconsciousness or right. something, you know. It's hilarious. It's yeah, no, when I was okay, so when I first started, I, I would say probably white belt, blue belt. They would always give me grips. And in IBJJF. And then you started his, winning. Uh, <laughs> and I started winning. And then I remember I I remember the sh- happened i think either at the end of my blue belt or in the beginning of my purple belt right but the, it shifted all of a sudden because now you're like I would oh, hear the, coaches, the coach yeah. yeah the coaches would say no don't let him get grips i'm like ah oh, this yeah this, you know what i mean so so then and, and then people started watching me and they started researching me that's why i pulled all the all, all the uh, uh, all my videos off of uh, off of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, because people would uh, know what your opening uh, moves were. But yep. I think there there still are. Exactly, I think there still are some some videos of my matches on on YouTube or on um, on Flow Grappling or whatever. But um, yeah, but people start watching. They're like, oh, I'm not going to give this guy grip. So then, when that shift happened, I had to actually start training. As if I was down two points, because I was either getting pulled they're, into guard. They're going to come in and sneak and get the takedown right away. They're going to come in and have sneak, to defend that. Get the takedown right away, and then I had to defend it exactly. So then we started changing the game up a little bit. We started cha- started doing little subtle adjustments to make my game a little bit better to where I could give up the first takedown, and then and then from there. I started working on my guard game, and now it's just kind of a a, a a plethora of everything, and and then different strategies on different people that play. Because if you're tall and lengthy, I'm gonna play you totally different than if you're kind of short and stocky, Fully. or I'm gonna play someone different if you are a, a leg guy. You know what I mean? What uh? What or, do you think? You know, but so yeah, yeah. so. What What do you think your uh? Good. One of your more gnarly matches you've ever had has been. Because you've had a few. 
Like where somebody really uh, tried to take advantage <laughs> of the fact you couldn't see or otherwise. Oh man. So it was, it was at master's worlds 2000 and 17. I think it's okay. 2017. All right. Master's so master's worlds, worlds by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, if you're uh, in the master's division, it's basically you're over 30. So, Right, but, uh, so, but yeah. So what happened? So it was, yeah, yeah, it was a up. purple belt. Hold up, hold up. It's getting bad. I'm hearing. Am I in? Oh, dude. Well, no. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It just happens. Okay. Because yeah, I'm hearing him cut out <laughs> once in a while. I can. I can. Um, or somebody streaming something at your place? Or? No, but what I can do is there's, yeah, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go. Sorry, guys. Let me just do a quick thing. I'm going to go on my hotspot. Yeah, like like a gnarly match that you had or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 No. Yep. Okay, let's see here. How's it been otherwise? Yeah, there's been a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I think people are going to enjoy this. Good, good. Yeah, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, leafing all those little pipes open makes a difference, huh? Helps having a uh, a blind engineer coaching the blind host and blind guest how to make sure they kill everything because I could easily see you not and it's like, oh, it's a problem, you just kill it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that better? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I literally logged on to my mobile hotspot. I restarted our conference or whatever. I I, I came back and I hit the start button. So that probably refreshes things a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. It did more delay upon more delay upon more delay. Okay. You know, I'm it's it's crazy though. I'm actually gonna do another gnarly match. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually worked go. out because All I was right. like, it's this is actually gonna be a funny one, but yeah, it's gonna okay. be good. <clears throat> All right, so uh, so like, I'm, I'm digging this. It's like, it obviously, you know, I, I know some of the story, but you know, I like to make sure people get a chance to know what's going on with you. Uh, what's uh, I know you've got to have had some gnarly experiences uh, as a jiu-jitsu practitioner and competitor, and as a as a blind jiu-jitsu competitor. There's what uh, can, you got any stories you can tell me? Maybe like some gnarly thing where people maybe thought they could get one over on you because you're blind or or this or that. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I I remember actually it was 
in 2017 at the SJJF Worlds up in the Long Beach Convention Center. Okay. And it was uh, it was uh, my first match. I actually got injured my first match. I literally got a knee to my diaphragm and it just, yeah, (laughs) it just knocked me out. Literally. Like I was, I was down on the ground and the ref's like, can you, can you keep going? You know, you need to get up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you get, I, I, I could, I I could do this. You know what I mean? And I'm in my head. I'm like, I just, did you, were you passing somebody's guard and just cut like, yeah, I was passing someone's guard. He pulled me from butterfly guard. I came down, but his knees were up, and it just slammed right into my chest. Oof. Yeah, that's no and good. it was like the end of the match, and it was still, it was still tied. So for SJJIF, they don't go off advantages. There's a golden round, so it's the first points or first yep. takedown. So the clock ran out. I'm on the mat on all fours, just trying to get my breath back. And just feel my, like, abs just crushed. Yeah. And the ref saying, can you keep going? And I, and I just nod my head, yeah. And I get up, and I'm, like, wobbling to the... To <laughs> you the got your daniel son karate set. crane kick moment. <laughs> exactly. They swept the leg, Johnny. <laughs> but, but I come up, and I go, and I, 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 I recover. Thank God I recovered. And then I hit the hardest Osotogari on him and just slam him on the ground. Okay, <laughs> but okay, that's not th- that's not the crazy thing. Okay, that this okay. is the preface to to where it gets actually All crazy. Right. Then I do a couple more matches, a couple more matches. Had a big, had a hard fight in the semifinals, and then I get to the finals, and I'm thinking to myself, "All right, I I won it. I won it already. I'm here. You know." So I go, and it was a guy that actually watched me since he's been watching me compete since I was a white belt. And so he's analyzed the way you fight. Exactly. He's so he knows all, all the tips and tricks that I know. And we go at it again. And by the end of the match, he was guarding the whole time I was trying to pass, but he was actually, he was actually really, really good about it. And the match ended, so we go to Gonru. But throughout all this, I got headbutted, so it split my forehead open. So they oh, actually had to you're like they, <laughs> stitch you up on the side of the, the mat. Uh, they they actually they actually had to stop the match. The medics came to clean up that little cut, and they put this bandage on on me. You know, right? And we kept on going. But the bandage kept on going off, so the medic <laughs> had to come back, and they they said put it, in, and they, they they're they're wrapping it around my face, and ah, I think they, I know they where say, this is going. They, they say I say no, you need to wrap it even more, you know, they're like just wrap it over my eyes. Who cares, you know? What I mean? <laughs> so they start just taking the gauze and they're just wrapping it around, just it just create just, just a crazy amount of gauze, yep. and then they wrap it around my chin and up right <laughs> so i look like this like some this sort of Vietnam mummy or something yeah. or something you know yeah. just it just came home just mangled and just just all damaged you know yeah. and the ref is saying all right if this thing comes off you're gonna get dq'd and i'm like damn 
you know? So how would it even come well, off? Be, well, because the sweat, all, you know, the sweat, the movement, all that stuff. Okay. So then, all right. So, so we're going and this, the, the bandage is coming off and the guy's like starting to pull it off. So I'm grabbing his hand. Oh, the, the gra- guy, the, the, your, yeah, the, your opponent, the, my opponent, he starts trying to pull it off. That's gotta so be I, a, like a DQ thing right there on his end. What the so heck, I man? grab it and I start pulling it back and I start lining it up while we're in the actual match. <laughs> and the, so, I, so I'm trying to fix this, this bandage while playing the guy and fighting him, not, and trying not to get swept or submitted. So I'm doing all the, I'm, I'm pretty much multitasking. Don't ever, don't anybody ever say that Jeff Mata can't multitask. <laughs> and, and, and the ref's trying to t- tell me to stop. I'm like, no, I don't want to get DQ. So I'm talking to the ref. I'm fighting the guy. It, it was it was nuts. And then finally, it was I don't even know how how long it was. It had to have been like 15 minutes. It, it yeah. was because it's cause an endurance round right there. No, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no time limit. It's just yep. first points. And I literally took a lefty grip. I got a lefty grip on his lapel, and I and I was, I told myself, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm literally gonna throw a drop Sianagi with all my might, but I'm gonna give him two pushes. Just to kind of set it up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I switched my grips. I got a lefty grip on his lapel. I did two pushes. He came back at me, and I dropped, sealed him straight on his back. So shoulder throw for those who don't know. Yeah, and, and boom, the match is over. I literally just rolled off him, pushed him off me because I was just so <laughs> exhausted. And I got up, and I freaking ripped that that bandage off my face, and I was like. <laughs> All right, I'm done. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that had to have felt real good, though. It, it was really good. It was it was really good. I I won SJJF Worlds that year in 2017, and oh man, it it was awesome. You know, but I I gotta say that was one one of the most memorable, craziest, comical, um, endurance matches that I've uh, that I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, that's I've had some rounds. Kind of challenge, nothing like that, dude. That's 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 pretty solid. <laughs> I, I wonder if anyone has that on film because I would love to hear listen to it because it was just, I mean, it was comical. Even even yeah, well, my that coach, high profile of a match, there's got to be somebody, even some phone footage or something, you know. Well, I I know that they were doing a lot of video, like they're they're featuring it on the. Were big they putting it up on Flow? Uh, yeah, and I, I think it was up on there. So. What well, was a final yeah, match, right? So yeah, it was a fi- yeah exactly. It was a final match. Now you also have competed against other blind people, primarily in judo, though. So you've yes. done a little bit of that. Actually, like pretty significant. Like you've been to nationals and stuff, and, and right. you've been to some of the the stuff out there in uh, in Germany and stuff. You've been to the Hamburg yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did the I did the Hungary the World Games in Hungary, and then I did the Ipsa World Games in in Seoul, Korea. That was. Oh man, that was a good experience. What was Korea like, dude? Oh man, that, it it was such a, an awesome, like an awesome uh, culture. You know what I mean? Everything there was super user friendly. It was accessible. I mean, the public transportation, even though I I don't speak Korean or or, or read it or you know, right? Let let alone like know anything about it. We, we were able to go around town. And check out the night markets. That that's the thing. There is night markets and uh, fried chicken and beer. 
if you can. I've heard about the fried this. chicken and beer, like like the yeah. like one of the things that. Which that is, is weird, huge right? in Korean culture. It's like like <laughs> yeah. giant bucket of KFC and like ice cold whatever, you know, like that's Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. And then that's you know what I, I mean? It's like what? It's like you know, I, I like fried chicken. I'm kind of a Popeyes guy myself, and I'm kind of a craft beer snob, so I, I would learn to love KFC and Bud Light, I guess. Yeah. You know, but no, no, but the way that they make their chicken, it's a little bit more of an Asian type of fried chicken. And then yeah, the beers. The beers Almost are, like a katsu kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's got like a little bit of a, uh, uh, like a little bit of sweetness, but also it's got that savory go. um, crunch to it. Dude, so you're making me hungry now. I know I'm salivating <laughs> right now. And the funny thing is, is I don't even eat chicken right now. So it's, it's hilarious. I, I changed my diet up after New Year's. Just are to you, kind you of, rocking a plant-based thing right now? or uh, I'm, I'm pescatarian. But okay. for the most part, throughout the week, it's more plant-based. And right. I, I'm just trying to do an experiment to see how my body reacts to it when I'm training. And to be honest with you, and I've, I know it's very subjective, but for me right. personally, I can say that I have more energy and I feel that I can last a lot longer with the stamina and endurance. Well, everybody's biology is a little different, right? Some people are going to respond real well to the keto thing. Some people are going to do better on a more plant-based kind of deal. So like, that's the thing I've learned is I've in my own process of trying to eat healthy, whatever, you know, that like what works for me doesn't necessarily work for somebody else, you know, like, right. I, like for, exactly. Exactly. You know, like I, I, there, there's a different, you natu- your body naturally responds to different types of foods. You know, some people have allergies. Some people really respond super well to like, like for me, like lean chicken, uh-huh. like I do really well with that. Like I, I feel satiated. I don't feel over full. Uh, for some people, man, though, they just, it kind of stops it, yeah. them up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a weird thing, but I mean, uh, I honestly feel that that energy level and then I also do intermittent fasting. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I well, and I, you also do a ridiculous amount of cardio training, though. Like the, you, you were telling me about the uh, the bike trainer you got. So because you, you've not only are you a judo competitor, not only are you jujitsu guy, you're also been training for like for a triathlon. So you've been getting that yeah, bike was, training in. I, yeah, I was I was training for a try, uh, but obviously the COVID hit and everything stopped. But I did get a bike trainer. And this if, is the craziness of so for people listening. Like I'll call Jeff and we'll we'll talk and just kind of <laughs> connect and 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 kind of hope like hey when we get to train after this is all over, like literally nine out of ten times I call you you're on that trainer, right? Yeah, you're just I, riding I, that thing constantly. You know I would go crazy. I would go crazy, bro. Like if if I didn't, I, I'm like a pit bull stuck inside a cage. You know what I mean? So I need some sort of an outlet. You know, but. I'm so glad I got this trainer and it was so funny because I was kind of skeptical about it because it was it was going to be a, a huge purchase. Retail, yeah. this Wahoo Kicker thing, 1300 yeah. bucks, And I'm on a freaking fixed income. Social Security doesn't pay me enough to be right, buying right. $1,300 trainers. But a guy that was from a bike club that I'm in, the Blind Stokers Club. Yep, Dave he, White. Yeah, Dave yep. White. I, yep. I got connected with this guy, Brian Connors, which was a he's, – he's an Ironman guy. He's an ultra runner. But he was part of another group in Utah, and they said, well, they're se- they're selling these Wahoo kickers for $700. And, and he said, and I'll come and deliver it and hook it up for you. And I said, ah, oh, you know, what the heck. I guess I'm going to need it. 
because I'm a, I'm going to need a train. Right, so I you're not myself, always going to be able to get out there. Yeah, exactly. I'm, and and for me to ride, I would need somebody sighted to hop on a tandem bike, and then we'd yep. have to plan out a time, a date, a route, whatever the case may be. So this 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 Wahoo Kicker it's readily available for me right in my backyard, and I could literally simulate hills, backwind, tailwind, resistance. I can I can track my watts and my power. All this all this crazy stuff. Technology is just so nuts, right? But I bought the trainer, hopped on it, and I was using it maybe once a week or something, once every four or five days. Because this was or, when people could still go out and like, go out didn't exactly. Have to exercise. There was no physical distancing or any of that going on. Yeah, yeah. There's none of the social distancing, face masks, all this other, you know, BS or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Which right. it's not BS. I mean, but, but it's constrictive it's in just, terms of your ability to have a wide range of training options for sure. It, exactly. So I literally got on that that kicker and just it just blew my mind. And I said, all right, well, I'll just get on it again. And then before you knew it, it just became part of my routine, that habit of, all right, I got to get up, hop in this trainer and ride. You know, I usually ride about maybe 20, 30 miles a day on that thing. Um, and I, 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 I ride hard, you know. Yeah. But but again, like you talked about with cardio, with the cardio training, I, I definitely like to get in a lot of cardio because especially with jujitsu and judo. Yeah. I want to be able to outlast my opponent. You know what I mean? Like I, I really want them to, to, they would have to literally out technique or out skill me, you know, or, or, or just be a better practitioner in that, in that sense. And I wouldn't let the cardio affect me or, or be the, 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 um, I guess you're that, not going to let that be the the choke point. The choke, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the well, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people who don't compete, right? Yeah, they don't realize how exhausting, uh, you know, judo and jujitsu are. Like I remember my, it was probably like my second judo competition ever uh, <laughs> right. when I was doing judo. And I, was and that I, at uh, the President's Cup? For that was the President's Cup, dude. So yeah, I had yeah. done like one local tournament at, at like El Camino High School. Right. And then like a few months later, I'm a sneaking yellow belt and <laughs> yellow belt been doing jujitsu at the time for like less than six months. And I go out there and I, uh, it actually wasn't the most gnarly match. And the most gnarly match I had as a yellow belt is I, I fought the only other blind, you know, VI guy in my, yeah. in my division, uh-huh. uh, Ryan, Ryan, uh, oh, Ryan his, Jones, Ryan, Ryan Jones, Jones, dude, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Free, Good guy. like black belt, 10 year, yeah, like belt. judo yeah, veteran. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, though, that that was challenging enough as it was. Uh But like the, uh, I remember though that second match that I had. So it wasn't him. This is what because I fought him and then I fought a couple of um, side guys, uh, side guys that were similar, uh, you know, skill level. But I was gassed so bad. (laughs) Like I was like, and I wasn't in, I wasn't in bad shape, but. Dude, like for for grappling in particular, you use so many muscles. You didn't even think you re- even had. Yeah, and it's a different and, and speed too. I think judo is a different judo's speed than faster, jiu-jitsu. always yeah. faster. Very very sure. explosive. Very uh, yeah, very explosive and just fast. And and they want a lot of action. 
Whereas, well, and you get like what twenty seconds before they make you stand back up in judo, something just, like that. I mean, I mean, it changes I, I a little bit every I couple years. Seven, like, I counted seven seconds. <laughs> no, but yeah, they don't let you. I mean, I was I, I would get on the ground. There's no playing guard. None of that. Yeah, that yeah. Kind of stuff. I, yeah. I got. On the, I was get. I would get on the ground and try to like do stuff, and they would just be like, oh, get up, back up. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh come on, give me like ten more seconds. <laughs> but the two, the two disciplines they complement each other super they well. really do like they, they if really you're do. a good and i th- i feel like um i don't know because i've you've been at brazilian jiu-jitsu way longer than i have like i still train and stuff but it's never mm-hmm. been my competition focus but right. i definitely i feel like like judo guys um they're they, if, if you get a judo guy that had did, has done some wrestling right they're gonna they're gonna be pretty well able to handle most things. A lot of jujitsu guys, especially at that blue belt, even purple belt level, like they they're confused and scared by throws. They like, are. He, they they really are. I you know I me personally, I've seen it a lot. Every time I would go out on the mat, they already knew I was a judo guy and, and a wrestler. They're already shaking just, just a little bit from that. Yeah, and and yeah. and they just sit, you know, it's like no, I'm just gonna sit down, you know what I mean. But um, for the most part, I I honestly do believe that there is that overlap. But from from judo to jujitsu, it's very very advantageous, you know what I mean. But when you're going from jujitsu to judo, uh, there's a lot of different things. It's that a steep you, learning curve, right? at least I found because exactly. I did jujitsu first and then I did judo after, and it was just first six months was like the hardest martial arts climb for me ever yeah i, I mean it, with, especially when you're training with i mean you're training with some some high level guys like justin jacob flores yeah, no, no i was i was um, completely uh was in a way better situation than most people have i was also kind of crazy too because i started judo when i was 36 you weren't that much younger than i was you know but you were yeah you were accustomed to being in combat sports a lot of the martial right. arts competitions i had done not, not as intense, you know, in terms of the right. And and I honestly, I honestly believe that um, having that judo experience really opened up my eyes to the the possible, like the endless possibilities of getting that first throw in, you know. Yeah. Because it, it's so explosive, and again, when I when I get grips, and now I know where somebody is their extremities their torso yep. their legs then things just start to flow you know that that flow state because you've you've drilled this thing like a thousand times you've you've drilled this throw a thousand times and um i i i feel that if people were i guess a little bit more confident with their stand up especially mm-hmm. in jiu jitsu because you you get a lot of people Double pulling they, guard. They, yeah, they, they um, so rarely even start their open mat rounds standing, almost ever. Right, right, exactly. And I, I honestly feel that there should be that that element in jujitsu practice in training, right? Because the competitions, especially for competitors, you always start standing. You never just yeah. slap hands and you guys are on your knees or something, you know. But I, I honestly, I, I feel that that's just for safety pr- precautions. For sure, so that people aren't getting aren't getting injured. You know, do you think people are injured more in judo than jujitsu, or do you think it's a different yeah. type of injury between the two? I think, I think in judo, they they may they may get. 
I mean, me personally, when I when I was playing judo and, and training judo, right. I would get hurt a lot more than when I was training and playing jujitsu. I, I used to have uh, there was a. I'm sure you've had this with judo is like somebody because there's a couple different variations in uchimata. So for those who yeah. who don't know the Japanese or whatever, uchimata is like a an assisted hip throw where you're using your leg to kind of help launch mm. the person over. And sometimes people go for the near leg. Some people sometimes people go for the far leg, and sometimes they just go they they kind of go uh, you know full ape, and they mm-hmm. end up popping you right in the groin, and you're like, <laughs> and, and and it's not illegal technically it's like oh it's an attempt meanwhile you're like barely able to stand and trying to still fight the guy (laughs) (laughs) like i've I've had that where people like just pop me like i I used to train up at sanchi those guys are savages dude like i I remember one time like uh somebody swept me you can't free ball it man when you're doing judo (laughs) no no you can't no you can't uh, you're you're uh you're keeping things nice and snug and it, <laughs> but like or you or the other thing you have happened to i'm sure you've had this where somebody pops an uchimata and they end up chopping your knee a lot yeah that's a thing that happens a lot yeah no i i and it's the uchimata throw that i mean that throw it's so beautiful when thrown correctly but most of the time you get a lot of a lot of feedback a lot of grabbing a lot of yep. a lot of defense it's not pretty so, when it comes right down to it most of the time yeah i remember the first time uh i actually had an uchimata done to me but uh, the guy he's a black belt in judo he said all right do not grab me just 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 fall and a lot of beginners it wasn't fabiano was it no it was no no it was okay it was guy, Chris <laughs> Lepers, yeah no fabiano yeah. did he he has he has he, he's tossed me. me once or twice. Yeah, he's he's caught me with the uchimata, yeah. and it was funny because we were playing in front of uh, in front of uh, Sensei Paulo, and he he was just egging it on and stuff. So we were just going hard, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then Fabiano, he did his little Ashi foot grab. Oh yeah, like he does that Ashi Waza Osoto yeah. kind of setup. Yeah, yeah, he he does like sticky feet where yep. he'll grab your Ashi, and when you pull it back. You're only on one foot, and he, he comes. So you have in, no balance. Yeah, he comes. He comes in really hard and hits that uchimata. But um, no, it was a. So, it so was a oh, good. For context, I want to just yeah. like so people know too. Like so, Fabiano's this guy. It's funny because Jeff and I haven't really trained together, but the one time, but we trained with a lot of the same people, and uh, in oddly enough, you would have you would think that in Brazil, uh, jujitsu would be huge, right? And it, and it's big. Yeah. Oddly enough, judo is even bigger. Judo is bigger. Yep. And yep. they they train about as hard as I've ever heard anybody train. Uh, it's like crazy. The Brazilians it, it just, are it's, crazy. It's like it makes yeah. Cobra Kai look like wimps as far yeah. as like the and, intensity. And you know what's funny too, or, or actually interesting, not funny, is they train them to play lefty. If, even if you're a righty. Yep. They'll train you to play Well, that's play with lefty. Justin, right? Justin Flores yeah. and his brother Jacob, yeah. both like some of the like hot – I mean, Justin Flores was a the guy who I got to learn judo from. He was just like an Olympic alternate. Yep. And yep. he's, he's right-handed, really but his dad was like, all right, you guys are going to learn lefty and it's going to give you that extra edge. And, yeah. You and know, it really does. Yeah. It, re- it really does because I I, mean, I played lefties before and it is it was very, very difficult playing lefty. So I started Because if you're lefty, you have to be lefty. aware of right and left. If you're right, most of the people you're going to fight, you know, they're righty. Right, so, right, it's, yeah. so when you get somebody who's a lefty, all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> right. 
Right. It's it's yeah. crazy, right? So I actually started trading lefty once I actually competed against a lefty, yeah. and um, and was just trying to familiarize myself with that because lefties, man, they're they're tough. They're super I was tough. Th- I was seriously. Th- I'm I'm seriously. Maybe I shouldn't say this on the podcast in case I come back. But if uh, <laughs> when I start picking up some judo training again, I was thinking about just switching lefty and just seeing yeah, how much more success should. I have. You should, you should, you should definitely give it a shot, you know. And and even like, even even with jujitsu, a lot of people yep. pass to their left, the garter's right. Yep. Not many people pass to their, you know, to the garter's left or their right. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's what's the saying? You got your, uh, you got your bet side and your jujitsu side. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. That that's that's totally true. Yeah. And. I found myself as a purple belt transitioning to my brown belt, starting to pass the other way, just to and you kind get of the trade pass my more. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. they would be so used to the the one side. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I, I I've noticed too that uh, especially when you're super tired and exhausted, you kind of default to what you, the basics are. I, I try to train again, and we talk about mindset, right? Training yeah. that mind to hey just be comfortable in this uncomfortable situation and, and keep, you know, keep your eyes on the actual strategy or, or the big picture. And I, I found it being very, very advantageous to going the other way. So again, in judo, train lefty in jujitsu, pass to your right. <laughs> you get a whole bunch of people. They're going to know, uh, know your tricks next. We'll see with, how well you do at worlds next time they're going to come and they're going to scour and, and listen to you the- know i i'm 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 uh i'm ready for it like even for pan ams right for right. pan ams this year i was and you and you were so ready i remember Dude, talking to I you i was so ready my mindset was ready physically i i mean i was strong i had i had strength i had endurance stamina i was doing cardio i was yeah. training three times a day uh, my my health like my my diet was just so super healthy clean, yep. super clean and i was just focused i i wasn't putting anything bad in my body and dude i was just ready i was in the zone and then boom freaking this damn this damn road man <laughs> i was I, and i was gonna bring home a gold medal i was like ah so so <laughs> well, I remember too, because yeah, so, um, so like one of the last times you and I connected was uh, right before my last surf contest. We did a, like a, a surf, cl- like a surf clinic, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were like, and I remember that like you were telling me that that they were out in the water with you because you were kind of learning how to surf again after yeah. having not surfed forever, you know, before right. you lost your eyesight, pretty much. And they were like, "Are you you want to keep going?" And you, you you tired yet? I'm like, I'm tired. Like, Who are you asking? Yeah, I was like, I'm not tired. Let's keep it. I got cardio keep it for rolling. days. Yeah, I got cardio for days. You know what I mean? And 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 dude, I was yeah, I was just ready. I was ready to rock. And then when they said that Pan Am's was was um, postponed and then definitely canceled, I was like, yep. Back yeah. to the drawing board. You know. Yeah. And, 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 but, but again, like I said, it's, it's, it's mainly just getting that, your mind ready and, and for worlds next year, cause I think IBJJF 
and all the federations, I think they they stopped all the competitions till yeah, twenty twenty one. At least as far as judo competition, it's basically up until next year. I, I think IBJJF just announced that like maybe like a week or two ago as well. Because gotcha. I was planning on obviously doing Worlds, which is this month. It would have passed, and then Masters Worlds, which is usually in August yep. or like first first week of September. You know what I mean? And then Nogi Worlds in December, and you know, just I, I I'm just trying to compete and and really just get my reps in. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least the upshot is you know uh, give your your joints a chance to to rest between now and then. You know? Uh, you know that's funny you say that. I I I jacked my pinky up last Christmas, and the reason why I know is because it was it was Christmas Eve for rolls, and I did 15 rounds. I did 15 rounds. And it was the last round. It's and I said, all right. And, and, and my, it, it, my mistake was I said, all right, this is the last round. And once you put that out there, mm-hmm. something bad's going to happen. And I was playing my, my buddy. He's, he's, he's also a black belt up, up at SCBJJ. And I pass him just super easy. And he, he replaced his guard. And I went for a leg drag. And my finger just went pop it jammed inside and it went outward so it jammed in and then kind of and flinged outward and literally it just started getting better this month but hey yeah but would you jam it again (laughs) no no but the thumb on the other side got i I was uh so i i've been training with uh one of the blue belts that i train with and I've been doing a lot of private lessons with him. And we were going live. And he knew the sweep what I was going for because we've been drilling it for like two months. So I went to sweep him. And he based out. And I had to go another way to kind of get him off balance. And I swept him. But he landed on my thumb. And it like hyperextended backwards and cracked. And I was just like, are you kidding me? like the day it happened too, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... I've been off of it now for about well, I was off of it for a week, and then I was just jonesing to get back on. I was having withdrawals to get back on the on the mat, and so I took a a, a boxing hand wrap and just wrapped my thumb to my hand and made kind of a club hand, and then just started drilling. And actually, yesterday, I actually went live for the first time, and it was fine. So I'm just gonna roll like that for right now. But yeah, that's uh, jujitsu problems, right? You gotta, you gotta love them. I can talk for days, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can talk for days, like you got cardio for days. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> hey, well, and, and honestly, uh, thanks for hooking me up with with Dave. Uh, we're we're, we're kind of for sure figuring out the yeah, details. Uh, so we're actually uh, going to be setting up a trainer over nice. here at my place here, probably. Uh, Second half of uh, get up, of June. Get up on it. Get up on yeah. it, man. Dude, well, hey, I got that. Uh, I got that U.S. Open coming in September. So far, they haven't oh, canceled yeah. it yet. U.S. Open That's at the end awesome. of September. So, I, conditioning is not going to be a factor for me. And uh, right. definitely, you know, I know it's a different part of your body, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, but oh, uh, are you guys are you guys doing the the ocean side things still? Well, uh, well, no. So, so actually, yeah, this, that'll that'll bring up, up a thing. So. Sunday. 
Yeah. So what's going on with that is if you want to get out and, and we can even put this in the recording if you kept it going, because got our, 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 our own young Jamie, Justin in the background. I do want to give props to him once in a while on, on the recording. It's the first time I've ever mentioned him directly, but, uh, but still, yeah, we're it's kind of a weird situation with uh, with the Corona and stuff. So we're not doing full large scale events where we're having like you know twenty thirty plus people coming out and and having our little campfire and stuff with the the Northside Jetty like we usually do. Mm-hmm. But what we are doing is taking out small groups at a time, right? Okay. Um. So like, because the, the beautiful mostly people who have some experience surfing. Because if okay. you need super hands on, like you need someone to hold the board for you and stuff like that, you're not you can't practice physical distancing when you're doing that. Right, like there's no way right. to make that happen. But right. like for me, like I, I joke, I ride a longboard anyway. So yeah. I'm always at least a few six feet away at least, right? Exactly. So um, but when it comes down to it, if you're fairly independent in the water and you mm-hmm. want just want somebody to go out there with you so you're safe. Right. Or, and honestly, you we could probably if I went out with you and yeah. you know, kind of with Je- uh, John White or whoever was out there with us, you mm-hmm. could probably get out. So we could, we're basically doing it by appointments right now. So until things kind of okay. open up a little bit more, but yeah, if you want to get out, dude, we can make that happen. Yeah, um, let me know because I'm going to be going. I'm going to be going to Oceanside uh, this Sunday with with a friend, and um, they're asking me if I want to surf. And I said, if the water's not cold, because I'm a little sissy girl. Ah, uh, dude. Now the cold water is how you know you're alive, dude. <laughs> dude, so. I, well, I was there. I was I was down in Marine Street down in La Jolla yesterday, and <laughs> you would have been cracking up when you saw me go because I wanted to dunk myself. But when I got in there, I was screaming like. <laughs> well, it's okay, dude. You're, like you're you know girl, you can come from that that island background, right? You know, so. right, right. But we had warm water in the Philippines. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can trunk it all year round, you know. But um, yeah, I definitely want to get in the water again and start surfing. Again. Hey, we'll we'll make that happen, man. Like you, you was I was impressed with how well you did, and that's the other thing too. Like with whether it's jujitsu and judo obviously those are more closely connected you know right. i mean like the whole we haven't even talked about the overlap of surf culture and jiu-jitsu culture and and there's that aspect but like there's a certain thing that happens i think with with athletes right like we we get something a little bit in mm-hmm. and you start uh skill overlaps and then you're just general mindset overlaps and yeah there's specific skills like obviously you know if you're not a uh, a grappling you know competitor mm-hmm. you're not going to yeah. know about holds and you're not going to know about um you know like th- all the different throws and, and stuff but you are mm-hmm. going to have the mindset you are going to absolutely have the general fitness and things like that and you, you tailor it like you know so um that's I mean, that's shoot that's part of your whole story man you were a boxer you're a wrestler boxer came forward you've done the judo thing you've done the jiu-jitsu thing you're still moving forward you're teaching uh, and uh, you got the triathlon training that you're still keeping your bike training up. Uh, yeah, you know. So if, if I'm not careful, man, you're gonna come give me. I've said this before. You're gonna come <laughs> give me a run for my money in surfing, man. I'm like, watch out know. now. Hey, watch. put hey, put your 3D glasses on because I'm coming straight at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'll just sur- I'll, I'll like you're surfing. Uh, you know, like you you, you play lefty. And I'll, I'll that's all right. I'll learn how to switch stance, and then you you know. It's like, oh, it's there you go. It. There you all go. Over it. But like before we uh, close out, dude, I, I got to make sure that people know all the the gnarly stuff you got going on, man. So you you yeah. got you launched a, a company within the last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, exactly. I yeah, launched, go for it. So uh, tell us about it. Launched my first startup company with two partners last December, 
and it's an herbal supplement company. And our products are geared for the person that is trying to manage pain. Let's say, yep. for for instance, for myself in jujitsu, I'm constantly messing up my joints, my fingers, um, uh, my neck. You know, so so our formulation uses all natural all natural essential oils or products just this all natural things so there's no yeah. man-made stuff there's and we take pride in that and a couple ingredients being cbd thc to where it's right. an anti-inflammatory but we came up with a whole product line and it's it's super small there's a topical pain relief yeah, no, you, you sent me a little and, bit of the topical stuff, man. Like yeah. when I jacked up my, uh, I jacked up my knee from yeah. just being stupid with jujitsu, you know, like, like you do. Right. Like you and do. It, exactly. it, <laughs> or, you know, and, or I actually had, you know what, dude, I, I forgot about how, how this, I had somebody full on one of the last live roles I had uh-huh. before I, I, I stopped, um, for a bit Yeah, is I had somebody yank and grab my finger and start doing weird. Yeah. So like, I mean, like. I, I don't know. They just kind of started spazzing out a little bit, but the point is, is that the a few applications of it really, really helped. Man, I was able it, to. Yeah, get the, honestly, it's it's crazy, and I don't get it. I mean, we we work with this biomedical chemist, but the formulation itself, it's just it works. You know, like you have to you have to use it. Yeah, if, it, if you feel like with this stuff, sometimes you feel like it's going to be like a snake oil salesman, but then you actually take advantage and and just. You know, I mean, you guys can learn more about the thing, but uh, I wanted right. to make sure people knew. Yeah, it's, it's called Habu. It's called Habu, H A A B U Inc. And you can find us at Habu, H A A B U I N C dot com. And then our Instagram tag is at Habu Inc. And then we're a Habu Inc. Is that two A's or one A? H A? It's two It's two A's. So it's an extended ah. Uh, ah. Uh, now we understand uh, what's going on. Right. So, right, and right. you're also uh, you're also speaking, right? So yeah. So I'm to- speaking. I I I've branded myself. It's uh, so I the one another company that I that I run. It's Motivation. That's M A T A V A T I O N. You can check me out at motivation dot com. Yeah. Uh, the Instagram tag is at Mata dot Vation. There you go. And then on Facebook, it's just Jeff Gordon Mata. But yeah, I do public speaking. I speak a lot about motivational things, inspirational things, leadership. I speak about in, uh, emotional intelligence. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, um, <laughs> and on and on and on. But but yeah, I, and he's humble, that. folks. Super humble, you know. I you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right now, uh, the the project I'm working on right now right now is a book. Right now, a book project. So that should be coming out. Probably in the next year or so. It's so you know, it's so you're, hard. You're a man of many pursuits. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's crazy too because everyone's been asking. And I'm sure you get it a lot too. They're like, come yeah. on, Josh, just write a book. Write a book. You're so interesting, man. How do you do the things that you do? You need to write a book. So it finally caught up to me. Sounds like a conversation years. Justin and I had recently too. As a matter of fact, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. you have a story. And everybody wants to hear about a yep. good story. You know, they want to read about that and stuff like that. But yeah, that's that's a project that I'm working on right now. And then I got a couple other projects uh, that I'm trying to launch 
as so well. if somebody so, wants to learn more about you directly, just go to the motivation.com. That's probably good. Yeah. Go to house. motivation.com or, or on Instagram, the, the motivation. Um, you'll, you'll see a lot. Um, and then obviously Facebook, I post a little bit more on Facebook cause it's, it's an easier it's interface a, if you're blind. Yeah. Instagram is like, <laughs> it's more visual. So, I mean, I can take a picture. I don't know if it'll be centered and then yeah. post it on the gram. But for the most for the most part, I'll have someone take pictures. Yeah, Instagram then, is a necessary evil for me too, dude. So don't even don't even trip on that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, if if anyone ever wants to know a little bit more about me, definitely uh, the social the social media platforms is Facebook, Instagram, and then I also have a LinkedIn on, on cool. a more professional side. Right. Well, we'll uh, we'll make sure to hit that up in the show notes when we put this yeah. thing out. And then yeah. I guess I'm gonna. This is the 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 really important decision a really important question to answer right okay all right star wars or star trek oh man that's a hard one that's a tough one um i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go with star wars i did watch star trek growing up and stuff but star wars was just a little bit there's a lot more action. There's a there's a lot a lot more uh, working parts in it, and uh, you know yeah. uh, uh, I actually have a funny story. When I was younger, I think I was probably like maybe five or something, five or six, and we were at Universal Studios, and you would take that monorail, that monorail um, ride where it would kind of yeah take you had you the like through. little tram and it's yeah little tram exactly it'd take you through a couple of different sets the King Kong one Jaws. Yeah. But there was a Star Wars one where I think Obi-Wan Kenobi was like shooting lasers at these at, at, at these starship troopers and stuff. And I, I thought it was real. So I literally like closed my eyes and, and curled up in a ball and hid oh, uh, behind like <laughs> under my mom's legs or something. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But yeah, Um yeah, I would have to go with Star Wars. All right, well, you know, I was, I was, I, I, you know, inquiring minds want to know, but you know, but uh, seriously <laughs> though, like, <laughs> you can leave that in or not, but uh, but truthfully, uh, do you have any like uh, little words of wisdom, any nugget of truth, any uh, anything you, you want to make sure people get before they uh, walk, go on their way? Uh, I would have to say again. So we we talked about mindset. Right. right. So let's go ahead and we'll just we'll just make it full circle. I honestly believe that we all have the power to get over things, right? I mean, it's God has created us to 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 be these overcomers or these conquerors, right? So right. I I feel that if somebody can hone in on number one, shifting their mindset to a more positive outlook. A, a more servant leadership, you know. Yeah. Um, I honestly feel that they can overcome any obstacle that they face because we are these creatures that are resilient. We have this perseverance that resides in all of us. And it's those that are able to hone in on that and shift their mindset or, or their perception of, of their life to more positive things and, and, not letting the things that that they can't control conquer them or or I guess in a sense control them yeah then life becomes that much more easier 
And I always do a lot of visualization practices, a lot of meditation. And I found that if I can visualize it, it could happen. And I honestly know that, um, so, so, so for example, um, I, I kept on visualizing this, this speech that yeah. I was doing in front of a sea of people in this open stadium. And I didn't know what it was, but I just kept on visualizing it. And last May, when I graduated college, I was chosen for the commencement speech. And there's about 10,000 people there in this open air stadium. And I was speaking, delivering this powerful speech. And again, it was, it was that visualization thing. Cause you start to attract things rather than chasing them. Right. And again, with the mindset, if you can, if you can train your mind to do that, I can honestly tell you that you will start to attract things and you talk, you, you always hear about the secret or the law of attraction. It's real, you know, it's, it's real. If you, if you got to put it in that work, but it's all, you're already kind of lining things up to be exactly, ready. exactly. Yeah. So, so for the listeners, for, for, for your followers, all I have to say is again, if you can visualize it, it can happen. And you are, you are inherently an overcomer. So, so stop letting these little things control you. These little things stop you from taking a leap of faith and just do it, you know? Right on. Well said. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, man, we could probably be here for even longer. I know. And, I, uh, exactly. <laughs> like like I said earlier, dude, I could talk for days. Yep. You could talk for days. You got cardio for days. And you got <laughs> uchimadas and triangles for days. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll hit it there, man. But thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, uh, and, brother. Appreciate uh, you. And as always, adventure's a state of mind. How you live it is up to you. Yeah.